Michael Swickert here. Welcome to Enchanting People of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Our award-winning Hatch Green and Red Chili, it's from locally owned farms in Hatch, New Mexico, which everyone knows that's the chili capital of the world. Every Monday and Friday, I do historical and cultural podcasts about New Mexico. Wednesdays, I celebrate people. Now, I'd like to celebrate one today. You'll find some place names in New Mexico, specifically in Albuquerque, with the name Ernie Pyle. Some people know it, some people don't. In Albuquerque, there is the Ernie Pyle Middle School. It's 78 years after his death. From the school website, I learned they are the Ernie Pyle Warriors. Warriors, you say. There's also Ernie Pyle's house library at 900 Gerard Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque. So how is he connected to New Mexico? We have a couple connections with Ernest Taylor Pyle, best known as Ernie. Well, last week on the Wednesday, we looked at interesting people with a connection, and I featured Bill Malden, the editorial cartoonist who in World War II had the Willie and Joe cartoons in military newspapers while he served as a rifleman. And what he was showing was kind of what it was like to be a combat soldier at the front lines. That's what Ernie Pyle did in World War II as a newspaper columnist. He showed the very human side of ordinary citizen people who were fighting this war. For the people back home in the United States, Ernie Pyle was of the utmost interest he didn't hang around with generals and stuff. No, rather, he stayed in the field with the common soldiers. He slept in the common soldiers' tents, and he wrote their individual stories. Now, many years later, Charles Kuralt, with the long CBS career, did Kuralt's On the Road segments, where he went out and he rubbed elbows with people. They loved that. Well, this was the style of Ernie Pyle, who did newspaper columns like Kuralt, but he did them in the 1930s, traveling all over our country, looking at human interest stories. So when the war started, he went to the war zones, and rather than stay back at the back, he hunkered down with the combat soldiers on the front lines. Luckily, there are a couple books with his columns still in print. In his book, Brave Men, he talked about a unit in Italy that was in combat, and he often gave home addresses and of the soldiers along with the story about them. There were a couple names because I've had brave men the book all of my adult life. He mentioned Captain Ben Billups of Alamogordo having a narrow escape from an explosion, from a, from a, a big explosion. Now, what was written by a biographer Ben Billups was an early and significant employee at White Sands. That's where I met him. Ben Billups was mentioned by war correspondent Ernie Pyle on page 54 of his book, Brave Men, which was a Henry Holt book put out in 1944. Isn't that pretty neat? For the record, also mentioned in the Ernie Pyle column was Lieutenant Colonel Louis Franz, from Las Vegas, New Mexico, Captain Waldo Lowe from Las Cruces. Now this name, you, you may know uh, this name, Major Jerry Hines from Las Cruces, who 
Ernie Pyle, identified as the former athletic director of the Aggies, Captain James Bresnick and Captain Richard Strong from Albuquerque, along with Captain Pete Irwin of Santa Fe. And again, if they were family members and they saw this in an Ernie Pyle column, they were thrilled. And after identifying soldiers, as he was writing, then he would tell stories about the life they were living. And it was was great folksy writing that to this day, I know thousands of families have and still treasure their loved ones rubbed shoulders with Ernie Pyle and then wrote about that loved one. They probably have in a clip book somewhere those columns. And I have interviewed a lot of people over the, the time I've been writing about history all of my adult life, and I was shown Bill Molden cartoons and Ernie Pyle columns often. It, it's part of the family pride. Michael Swickert here, Enchanting People of New Mexico. Each Wednesday we do a podcast on people special to New Mexico. Hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. We're talking about Pulitzer Prize winning American journalist and war correspondents in World War II, Ernie Pyle. He came within a couple of months of surviving his hazardous profession of being a war correspondent on the front lines. He did not survive. He was by far the best-known war correspondent at that time. His columns were in about 700 newspapers, which were, again, clipped and saved in a book somewhere. And I always could tell because when I interviewed relatives of World War II soldiers, almost all the time they'd pull out an Ernie Pyle column talking about a unit or a battle that their relative was in. Several of them... uh, had where the relative was mentioned by the town and the street address was given. They were not nameless, faceless soldiers. Not at all. Not at all. They were real people and the American public could read about them. And that's what was so great. Now, Ernie Pyle was born in Indiana in the year 1900. He pursued a journalism degree, but left one semester early to take a journalist job, that was better than being in school, and then moved to Washington, D.C., where he was a copy editor at the Washington Daily News and then became a writer. He already had developed his easygoing, folksy style of writing, which was a big hit then as it was the rest of his life. He married his wife, Jerry, in 1925, And in 1927, for quite a while, he wrote a column on aviation. So he was quite an expert on aviation. The year before, uh, so it would be 1926, Ernie and Jerry Pyle quit their jobs. And for 10 weeks, get this, they traveled thousands of miles across the United States in a Model T Ford Roadster. They were writing and looking at the country. And he really enjoyed that. He published that. He turned that gig uh, into from 1935 to 1942. Again, this was kind of like what Charles Kuralt did decades later. Uh, It all started because in 1934 he took an extended vacation to the western states and he filled in for a syndicated columnist. He wrote a series of 11 articles about this trip he took and people along the way and What was said and what did he see? The Scripps Howard newspaper chain editor-in-chief said that Ernie Pyle's articles had a Mark Twain quality 
and they knocked his eyes right out. Great praise from him, and that started a new phase of Ernie Pyle's life. Now, his travels across the country were published in a 1947 book I don't have called Home Country. It was published after his death in 1945. Now, uh, in 1940, to get a sense of permanency, because they were doing so much traveling around, uh, Ernie and Jerry, his wife, bought a lot in Albuquerque and built their ranch-style house with a white picket fence that he built the white picket fence, and he wrote about that white picket fence quite a bit in his columns. Ernie Pyle wrote that he had selected Albuquerque for their home after visiting many times and developing, in Ernie Pyle's words, a deep, unreasoning affection for New Mexico. I think we all can identify with that. The house is now the Ernie Pyle House slash Library. It's a branch of the Albuquerque Bernalillo County Library. It contains Ernie Pyle memorabilia and a monument to Pyle. <clears throat> People can go uh, see it if they want to. Again, it's on Gerard, and you can find it. Uh, and uh, you, I believe you can actually go in and, and see some of this stuff. It was designated a National Historic Landmark in the year 2006. Now, one more historical note. There was uh, a movie made in late 1945 after Ernie Pyle's death. It was called The Story of G.I. Joe. It was also known as Ernie Pyle's Story of G.I. Joe, starring Burgess Meredith and Robert Mitchum. And uh, it kind of over the shoulder of Ernie Pyle, played by uh, Meredith, and uh, it was nominated for four Academy Awards. It was Robert Mitchum's only Oscar nomination in his entire career. You can still see the movie, which is a fine movie about the Allied troops driving the German army out of Italy. <clears throat> There's also some fine documentaries about Ernie Pyle. But to my way of thinking, this just comes straight from me, if you're interested, get the book Brave Men. And you can read column after column in a row. And it really does tell you lots about him. What I got from reading his words was that the American public really needed to look at the war from the perspective of the citizen soldiers so that they would understand what the soldiers were feeling when they came home. Now, Ernie would talk with generals. Yeah, he would, but not much. It's not where his interest was. It was about the dog faces, as they called themselves, the enlisted, the NCOs, and the combat officers who day-to-day -day never knew if they would survive another day. As to his status, this is really interesting. He wrote a column in about 1943 saying that combat soldiers should get fight pay the way airmen got flight pay. So Congress passed a bill known as the Ernie Pyle Bill authorizing a 50% extra pay for those who were involved in combat. One of his most cherished by readers' columns was Death of Captain Wasco, which was written while in the Anzio battle in Italy. It was published in January 1944 and was spot on to the way that good citizen soldiers would be at breakfast with their fellow uh, Soldiers talking and laughing and then could be dead by nightfall. And the soldiers' friends had little time to mourn. They had to pack up and keep on fighting. 
After his death in April 1945, President Harry Truman, who had fought in World War I, said of Ernie Pyle, No man in this war has so well told the, sto the story of the American fighting man as American fighting men wanted it told. He deserves the gratitude of all of his countrymen, and he does. Now, my father, Sergeant George Swickard, landed in North Africa, made the landing in Sicily and the landing in Italy and the landing at Anzio. He was a combat photographer. He smoked cigarettes and had several Zippo lighters that he kept on a shelf, which were engraved with words like Italy for his landing there, Anzio for his, his time there, and Sicily. He never smoke, uh, spoke much about his time in war, other than he would talk about the mud, since evidently there was an extra amount of rain for a couple of years, and everybody, everybody had to slog through the mud. Uh, he also lost all interest in camping in a tent. You couldn't get him to do that. In June 1958, my father was transferred from Kirtland Air Force Base, where he had served four years, to Lakota Yakota Air Force Base in Japan. I was seven, about to turn eight in August. Could not imagine the change of life, especially since my mother, born in Lordsburg, lived most of her life in New Mexico, wanted to live in the Japanese village next to the base in Fusanaka, so we did. The three years in Japan made me see the entire world and the United States quite differently. Reading Ernie Pyle, uh, likewise made me see their lives, and I wish the middle school in Albuquerque named Ernie Pyle Middle School would teach about him and his very rich history. I bet some of the grandparents already know the Ernie Pyle story. Lastly, should it, they be the Ernie Pyle Warriors? He was a journalist. S students really need to know his story. Uh, let me tell you about some new products at the Fresh Chili Company I find wonderful. Some people like different amounts of taste heat. Now, we have a mild machete, best for people who love chili flavor but do not want too much of that taste heat. And it's been chopped and made uh, with one-inch thickly cut uh, chili. It's mild with a heat level below the rest of them. We have a medium Big Jim Special Reserve that's only made with Big Jim chili, 16-ounce jar, hot. You like hot? Well, we've got the Veritable Matador Hatch Chili made with uh, Matador chili, extra hot. It's an above-average taste heat compared to other Hatch chili. So, friends, for the flavor of chili you want, you can get exactly the one you want. Michael Swickert here. This is Enchanting People of New Mexico. Thank you for your time today. We will always have lots of news and stories about New Mexico for you on these podcasts. If you have something or someone you'd like me to talk about, write to Michael at FreshChiliCo.com. Michael at FreshChiliCo.com. And have the great rest of your day. Oh, yes, and eat plenty of that good Hatch Valley chili. Like I always say, some chili's good and more is better. Bye for now.